Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. And Merry Christmas, of course. And I truly hope that your Christmas was nice and pleasant and and actually kind of sweet. Because all, all, all I've been reading is, you know, utter depression from the Russian side. It seems that by the end of this year, they've turned into the total squad of ultra-depressive nihilists. And I mean, they have some points there, but watching Girkin cry... I mean, it was funny when he did it, but now he's just even more ultra-gloomy. And Girkin's funny all the time, but even some liberal liberal people are um, getting themselves into deep sadness. And uh, they have a point there. The only difference between smart analysts, but who are on the pro-war side and them, is the fact that some of them actually, you know, keep some optimism about the future. But I'd like to start with um, the news thing, because... I'm going to get to that a bit later. See, um, as I'm recording this, during last night in Voronezh district, Russian soldiers who had returned from Ukraine blew up a grenade in a cafe parking lot. All started because of a drunk conflict who, well, then became a fight. And, you know, remember my previous episodes about all the drunken events that happened there? Yeah, apparently, apparently that's not new. And, um, to categorize this, well, I want to take a look at um, a long Twitter read by one Denis Zaharov. This was shared to me by a listener of mine. I just decided that, you know, I knew this stuff, but he really, you know, puts it the right way. So I'm using this for the episode. And it's a pretty long thread, but I just want you to know that. And uh, I picked this previous news because it really kind of illustrates his text, which was written before this news came out, so... This is what um, they're expecting about the next year. Quote. We are so fucked right now, thread. 2023 is coming. And what are the results? Well, there is a single thing I can say about Russia's near future. This country is fucked. Not showing the symbols of decay or bleeding occasionally. Not close to collapse. Fucked. Let's agree on terms. Fucked means there is no chance left for some clever stunt to pull in the, in the very end and save everyone. Whatever happens next is happening and there is no undo button. Russia exceeds expectations. 
it is prematurely fucked. Experts were predicting the burst of violent crimes the moment Mobilized came back home. As, well, I read you on the news, basically, what is happening. Hmm. Cutting on. What wasn't predicted is that we don't need anyone to come back, just to smuggle weapons for all the existing criminals. New official police numbers show not just the increase in gun violence, it's a literal weapon craze. Compared to 2021, Kurskaya Oblast has a 675% raise in crimes with weapons. 675% in a year. In Moscow, the city filled with police and special forces to the brim, the increase is 203%. Most of the regions near the border are beyond 100% raise. And let me, let me remind you that these are only the official numbers of reported crimes, aka numbers full of shit. We are fucked beyond knowing the scale. 6. What does this mean? This means that an uncontrollable and untraceable stream of weapons is already happening, and the moment soldiers come home, poor, angry, wounded and mentally crippled, the whole infrastructure is already built for them to just join in the crimes. Some of them will come with a full understanding of well, we were just the meat thrown at the battlefield for some crazy delusions of old rich men. Some of them will keep their dreams of being a war hero with a lot of money. These dreams will break the moment they get home. We see that this war doesn't look like something positive for the masses. So the guys who come back craving appreciation will receive quite a cold reception. The money they, they got will, will disappear in months. The trauma and anger will not. These tendencies will come hand-in-hand hand with two other friends. The drop in the price of human life and the demolition of the monopoly on violence. Uh, yeah, the monopoly on violence is what I tend to mention on why well, a lot of people mention why this is kind of falling apart. Getting on. Quote, why shouldn't I kill? If everyone does, and you can always avoid, avoid penalty by just joining Wagner. And here you might say, don't worry, these criminals will be killed by Ukrainians, and quite, a, and quite a few of them will not come back. And I would reply, the quantity of those coming back is not what, what I look at, because they will not be the ones who commit the majority of crimes. War is a matter of the young, is a common concept. Not this one. Let me remind you that it started with contract forces, with an average contractor being 26 to 28 years, uh, years old. Later, they decided to mobilize people and focused once again on the post-27-year-old men. The accurate phrase should sound like, violence is a matter of the young. The younger you are, the bigger are the statistical chances for you to commit a violent crime. Young people have also less experience, so they are more suggestible, especially when it comes to bullshit. What I expect from our bitter, deformed survivors, is to look for appreciation from people of their age groups. Most of them will find nothing but the desire to isolate themselves from anything or anyone war-related. Ex-soldiers will lower the bar until they find the audience. Yes, I am leading you to, to gang wars. Ex-soldiers providing experience and connection, and youngsters becoming their foot soldiers. Isn't it ironic? P probably until you think of the easiest targets. Middle class who somehow managed to maintain some level of wealth. And this is ironic. The people who thought that this was not their war, that they simply need to mind their business and support the boys, will be in the first row, finally seeing who those boys are and what the real business is. And the, and the great irony of 2023 is just gotta keep on giving. 
Those thinking, that's just Putin, not Russia, will see Putin losing control, while things keep getting worse. By the way, Putin losing control is another aspect that this uh, poster is not the only one who mentions it. It's been more and more all over um, all over the news and, and media and analysts that uh, Putin's actually quite delusional about this war. Like, he's being misled, and that they, they just can't tell him the truth, and I, I think they maybe even have at some point tried, but he doesn't care. Like, uh, just what, what just surfaced is that after the first days of the war, when everything kind of started to stall out, he wasn't really told that. So he managed to, like, call in journalists and, and close people to him, and they had to wait in this two-week quarantine in a hotel, like, with no meetings to others and complete secrecy. And then after those two weeks, he basically just called them in and started talking about the old news about how everything's going super smoothly. He wasted two weeks of people's lives just to brag about stuff, and, and a lot of reports are coming out of Kremlin's insiders that this is why Prigozhin, uh, who, by the way, is wounded right now, but about that, maybe some other time, but yeah, there's a lot of reports that even his closest aides are kind of starting to get away from him in a way that he's not the authority he once was, and this attempt has massively failed. No one likes loser in this whole Russian culture that he's living at. So yeah, it's it's weird that all this is kind of kind of collapsing. And everything's kind of um, you know, events also show that he's losing control. And, uh, well, we'll get to this. But um, it's kind of crazy how this is going down. But cutting on from all the situation, from the, from the thread, quote, It's hard for me to imagine that in 2023, Putin is going to wake up and say, quote, Alinochka, I think I was a fucking idiot. Let's make things differently from now on. Please poke Valentina. I think this orgy was a bad idea too. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He will keep losing the grip. Can it stay unnoticed by anyone? Come on. It is noticed on every fucking level. Just look at, drum roll please, Russian socio sociological surveys. Yeah, those that mean basically nothing. Well, they do. Just stop looking at the answers. Begin looking at the questions. Look at these questions, for example. What do you think about the last year personally? What do you think it meant for Russia? What do you expect from the next year for Russia? What do you expect from the next year for the world? Who is the political figure of the year? These questions were asked by VCIOM, the polling, polling station, official polling station, every year since the early 2000s. The same questions, year to year, for us to see the trend. None 
of these questions were asked this year. None. But we know people in Russia love Gazmanov. Well, good to know. Anyone remotely sane can see the collapse, and these cynical opportunists inside the power structure are cruel, not dumb. 2023 will be the year of overwhelming paranoia and fights between different groups of interests. Oh, I finally a good thing. They'll fight each other and good Russians, in air quotes, will take control. First up, who? Secondly, I think that the unifying paranoia over this scenario will be... Well, unifying. 2023, in Dennis Zaharov's opinion, will be the year of unprecedented oppression. And it will get harder than ever. I don't think that any country wants to deal with this gun-smuggling, unstable bullshit. So borders and limitations will emerge for anyone Russia-related. If someone lost their stay-home COVID posters, these might come in handy again. It might, so- it might sound like I feel sorry for anyone here. No, not really. We caused so much pain and misery, we destroyed so many lives, we ignored every po- possible junction and slammed to this apocalyptic final yelling, Yay, Crimea! How should anyone expect a different outcome? At the same point, the weaker Russia gets, the better it is for Ukraine and the rest of the world. If drowning in your own shit is the only way for us to accept the loss, let it be so. There's nothing more important than to end this war. Russia was given enough, was given enough chances. Next question. Is it a bizarrely long call to action from everyone to flee? No. Ignoring running, fleeing and lying brought us here. We need to accept that we are fucked and try not to fall any lower. There's always a possibility. Like like I'd say in what's the common saying, he probably meant in Russian, but he finalizes with, there are good people in this ruin. They can do some good. For some regions, it is a chance to finally break free from the failed state empire. From someone, it is a possibility to start from, start from scratch. But it is not going to be easy, fun or gratifying. And it shouldn't be. Not a single year, including 2023, is going to be the year of easy answers for us anymore. You know, and when I look back at all this situation and what he's saying and what's happening, yeah, I find it kind of funny that uh, back in the day when uh, already he was stating that the Russian state is experiencing troubles, yeah, you know, people were laughing at me and saying, oh, that'll never happen. Once again, I hate being the doomseer that turns out to be a bit correct. Which is just, uh, yeah, very weird. But, you know, everything not being simple is kind of true. Since, for starters, two important messages about how this probably is going to end up and we're going to follow in the next year. First of all, the Kremlin has banned government-controlled media from publishing any statements concerning mobilization. This is reported by the Moscow Times and they cite their own source in Russian media. Quote, before we could write about the ongoing mobilization and about possible scenarios and predictions. Now all predictions have to stop. The requirements state that we shouldn't quote anyone on the mobilization, even a statement by the state Duma deputy or senator. That's what the source says. According to their source, an outspoken order, sorry, unspoken order, came from the presidential administration on the eve of New Year's holidays. The Kremlin's decision is likely related to the rumors about the second wave of mobilization as well as Defense Ministry's, uh, Minister Sergei Shoigu's suggestion that Russia should increase the maximum size of its army. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that also happened. See, on December 21st, Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu announced broad reforms to the Russian army. 
Among other things, he suggested increasing its maximum size from 1.15 to 1.5 million people, as well as increasing the number of contract soldiers by 290,000 for a total of 695,000 people. Apart from that, the minister suggested allowing conscripts to sign contracts with the Ministry of Defense as soon as they are conscripted. That last part is important since uh, that was a favorite Russian tactic at the early days of this war, because, you know, according to the constitution, they can't send conscripts straight to front lines, they can only send contracted people. So they would beat you up and torture you and, and, and humiliate you and force you to sign the contract, but officially, you know, there was a six-month waiting period. Well, right now they decided to just uh, scrap that idea. You, you, get, you basically uh, get conscripted for the army, on to the Ukraine you go day one. What an amazing time to, to be alive in. <sighs> this is just... This is just, uh, yeah, bizarre. Also, he wants to create additional divisions, and, and in the military sense, uh, at least Girkin is also not very happy about this because it, again, does not in integrate the forces. But yeah, we're looking at uh, an interesting early 2023. But to end this episode, I uh, just wanted to say that well, another one of those weird, surreal deaths has happened in, um, in Ukraine. I know that quite a few of you, quite a few of you listening, are um, well, also gamers. You like to play video games too. <laughs> well, me as well, obviously. And uh, short trivia for those who didn't know, uh, I I'm the reason Riga uh, is the most popular one province miner in EU four because I you know went to their con and told them about the national ideas. I also, there's a bit of me in Hoi 4, which, you know, uh, I fixed their wrong Latvian flag and, and, some st and some stuff about Latvia. And I'm an NPC in a video game called Atom uh, Trudograd, because, you know, they have been on my show because they're Latvian. They're partially Latvian. The writers are Latvian. So that happened. But, you know, I like all these weird games. And, um, yeah, what happened out is that uh, Vladimir Yezhov, one of the original devs for Game Stalker, Yes, that, that one, the very famous zone simulator where everyone decided what Chiki Brick is and all that stuff. He's perished, fighting for Ukraine in Bakhmut. It's interesting enough that, you know, I grew up playing the game and uh, now one of the devs is he's just gone. That just kind of shows the whole surreality of this war. So, I suppose it kind of is like in my saying, you know, that I add up and will add up right now. See, happiness is mandatory. Try to stay happy. Please do. That's all you kind of can do to feel a bit better. And that's it for today. But if you want to make me feel better, then please consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash border. Or you can visit our webpage, theeasternborder.lv, and click the button there on the right side for a one-time donation. We're planning our trip to Ukraine again, and, uh, well, the dates are a bit fuzzy right now because I can't really arrange interviews, but I'm working on it. So if you want to help, that would be much appreciated. Once I have some bigger news, except stuff that I haven't told you already, I'll release more episodes. And I want to get in very specifically on the new army reform that's going to happen, because, yeah, I think Putin has just decided to do weird stuff again. And, uh, well, I'm in touch with some people who might also inform me a bit more about putting losing control and everything. So, yeah. До свидания, товарищи. And once again, 
Happiness is mandatory. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.